killer. Oh, recording. I I'm actually recording. forget any songs that were in this. There weren't I forgot any. about this movie. Yeah. Oh, I know what was in it. There were, was it? What? The Star Spangled Banner. Briefly. Yeah. They sing what? Oh, the Star Spangled Star Spangled. Can you see oh. by the dawn's early light? And the rocket's red glare and the something gleaming. I don't know any. Home of the brave. You all don't know the words of the Star Spangled Banner? I know the very start and the very end. I used to know the Pledge of Allegiance. But I don't remember. Yeah, you're American. I'm not American. Hannah's American. She doesn't know the song. Hannah's not American. I just have watched so many basketball games that I know all the words. Uh, (laughs) Because for some reason, they do it before sports games. Humble brag. Can you sing it? Humble brag that I've that I've watched basketball games. Yeah, I've seen enough episodes of Ninja Turtles to know the Ninja Turtles song. Don't yeah. see me bragging about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's hard to remember, but... Turtles in a half <laughs> shell. Turtle, Turtle power. power. <laughs> Can we talk? Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Can we talk about TV show intros? Okay. I don't know. What's your favorites? Let's go around the circle. Every day when you're walking down the street. uh, Oh, I really. An original point of view. I like Arthur. Hey, what a wonderful kind of day. Where you can live and play. Laugh and play. Along <laughs> with each other. Hey. Listen to the rhythm. Listen to the mood. Listen to the rhythm. The rhythm of the street. <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple lesson. Those are actually all the real lyrics. The <laughs> Believe in yourself. For that's the way to start. There you go. Nice. Great. Wow. Um, All right, we can't top that. What's this okay. podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Is It Whack, of course. Of and course. Uh, we're a podcast where we talk about movies and we debate their whackness. Whack not meaning good or bad. No, no, no. But truthfully, whatever it means to us, on that given day. I would say it's more so just a loose framework for us to have conversations about movies that we've selected to talk about. And that maybe one Don't or two people that. will listen to. <laughs> Don't tell them that. And um, we're in the midst of a mini series called Whack to the Future slash Whack 2K where we're talking about movies that are about the future. I would say it's a loose framework for us to talk about movies. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Did you just repeat what you said earlier? What? Yeah. Yeah, I was remixing myself. He was oh, making okay. a joke? 
<laughs> hey, really listen, okay. I've got a stomach ache. I don't have the time for good jokes. Yeah, this is the stomach ache uh, edition <laughs> special collector's item. We all have <laughs> tummy aches. Yeah, but so... really, that's just a framework for us to talk about movies. I recommend <laughs> to the three people that are listening right now, turn this three? off. Three? Oh. Luca. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Luca. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> I recommend you turn this off, wait until you get a tummy ache, and then mm-hmm. come back and listen to it. <laughs> It'll make what you feel we, worse. What if we made a podcast where it was we're talking about movies, but we have to make sure we all have tummy aches before we talk about the movie? <laughs> so unhealthy. So it's just like the, the only times we talk about movies, we get we ourselves really Mandarin, sick. We go to the Mandarin, and then we record. Yeah, that's such a good idea for <laughs> Is a show. It? <laughs> Well, we'll see how this episode turns out. We'll find out if it's a good idea for a show. This um, is the pilot. What movie did we do? So after um, a whole series where I complained about how sexist um, <laughs> these other movies about the future were, um, I picked a uh, sexist and like overall problematic movie about the future. Um, which is idiocracy. Yeah, it's definitely not just sexist, that's for sure. No, yeah, I was like, (laughs) it's worse than that. Why limit yourself? Yeah. (laughs) Why be one thing? Yeah. um, I got a movie that can do it all. I, like, picked this movie just because I couldn't think of movies with the future, and I remembered I watched some of it at my friend Anna's house when I was probably 13, and I do not, I did not remember any Anna. of it, um, but I was like, maybe it's worth the revisiting. And um, I don't know. I felt like it was the shortest movie I'd ever seen. Nothing happened. Like Yeah, it's like really, really like, <laughs> um, yeah. One time I saw Hannah's friend Anna at the movie Megamind when we were both like 13. Oh, yeah. She sat a little bit in front of me and was visibly loving it. She loves she that was movie. So into Megamind. Like, she I could see that. from Rose away that she was loving it. She bought it on DVD afterwards. <laughs> loves Megamind. The, the moment after she stepped out of the theater, she was like, okay, I'm going to pre order that one. Yeah. <laughs> and I Mega got three Mega copies Mind. of that. <laughs> got it on Blu ray, DVD, got a digital code. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, who are we? Who are we? Well, we're not Funke, because Funke getting... is not here today. Okay, I'm Seb. I'm Seb, Hannah. you're getting really existential so early yeah. on in the, in the episode. we got to build to that. <laughs> I'm Nara. I'm Adam. Now, I had also seen this movie... A long time ago, about five years ago, I would say. Sorry, I have a strange energy right now. I got a tummy ache. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Adam, do you have a tummy ache? My tummy hurts. Uh, okay, I remember um, my friend telling me that this movie was about a person who was the most average person in the world and that's the only thing that i knew about i didn't even know that it was he went to the future or anything (laughs) that's such a 
all the, all the elements to be like, to watch this movie. You, I'm, there are a lot of movies about very average people. So it's, he's an average guy, right? Okay, greenlit. Ten million dollars. No, no just, that's actually not the premise. Joe. He's an average Joe. They do make the point that he is the most average person, although I guess I that's not a huge part of the movie. Casted the most plot. average person in Hollywood to play him. Well, he's not. Oh, I, like him. I, have a, I like him. He's not like average, though. I like I like Luke Wilson. He's just like someone. Someone's headphones are not are reverbing. Luke Wilson's is it mine? <laughs> I don't know. I I just hear myself. Oh yeah, now I hear it. It might be mine. My headphones are. Should everyone unplug and plug them back in? Maybe. Can you I'll hear it? it? I don't care. <laughs> Sorry. Seb doesn't care. Can I hear no, me? Seb, Seb doesn't give a shit about anything. Oh, no, I know. Okay. 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 It might no, have been just... me because my volume was super loud. Uh, just like Luke Wilson is like an average dude. I don't know. I like this is he's I would just he's like kind of a perfect like just guy. Definitely. I think he's really really good in this. But maybe that's just me. I like Luke Wilson. I'll he is the maybe romantic, I overstated that. I think he's interesting. He's solid. He's good. He's really good compared to everything else in this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the I best mean, part. I, I, I agree. I liked. I thought Maya Rudolph had a nice kind of like charm. Yeah, I think her. she's good too. Yeah, um, she was just given like the worst everything in it. Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah, I just hate how they treated her character so much, so it's hard for me to be into yeah, it. Yeah, I actually liked the character, but I don't like the framing of it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, like, we're just jumping into it, but I think the kind of connotation there is that the only place that a, like, sex worker could be like a genius is in this world like you couldn't just be an intelligent person and also have her field which there are other negative connotations but it's just kind of like i don't know it's just such like a dumb like like i don't know one-dimensional look Mm -hmm. at it yeah i felt like so much of the joke for her was that like wow isn't it ridiculous that this like sex worker that we don't think is smart in uh, the present is now, like, one of the smartest people, and isn't that hilarious? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was terrible. I know. And it's, like, she actually seems like an intelligent person just in... Like, I don't think her character is actually, like, a stupid character, but, like, it's, like, the movie wants us to think she is. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I don't, I don't know. know about that. Like, I just mean, not that they want her to, us to think she is, like, when they get to the future, but I think it's just, like, the the setup. It's like, oh, yes. well, she she has this line of work, and so she's obviously not an intelligent person, when it's just, like... I, I think what the movie's trying to do is, like, oh, we've set up a person you assume is dumb, and then we're going to show you through, like, the movie that she's very capable and smart, which I think she is once they get to the future. But I think it's weird that they assume... That we're going to think she's dumb from the start because that's her job. But that's what I mean, though, that I think, like, the joke is that, like, we think that she's stupid in the present day. 
So it's supposed to be like funny and ironic that she would be the smartest person. Like, I don't think that that's like selling her intelligence. I think that that's still demeaning. Um, can we do a Seb summary corner before we yes. get into the jump in so people know what the heck we're talking about? Okay. <laughs> okay, I saw this movie several days ago uh, because we had some scheduling problems, and I've seen some other movies in between, so I'm going to do my best. But... <laughs> oh my god. Hell yeah. So, okay, there's this there's this shark called Jaws. Wait, no, that's the wrong movie. Okay. Mashup <laughs> movie. Yes, the shark is named Jaws. So there's this little anyway. boy, and his parents are killed by a villain, and then he goes and lives in, like, a hole for a long time and becomes Batman. The, so the... there's this guy, this guy called Jurassic Park, okay? Oh, I thought you were doing Harry Potter. <laughs> Oh no! Bat, bat, isn't that the plot of, Black, of Batman Begins? He doesn't live in a hole. Yeah, the big thing is that he lives in a hole, right? He lives in a pit <laughs> as a child. Doesn't he? Doesn't li- he fell in a pit? <laughs> oh, I, thought he grew- <laughs> I thought he like grew up in a pit. <laughs> That's Bane. Are you thinking of Bane in the third one? <laughs> but I thought they grew up together. <laughs> What? Wait, you thought that Bane and Batman grew up together in a pit? No, he grew up in a pit with Mary with that French actress. And she's Bane the re- did. I yeah, thought not Batman. I thought that better for him Batman. And that's why they Batman. hate him. Well, he's in the pit as an adult, but he didn't, oh. like, Bane put him there. Oh. Okay, we'll see you learn something new every day. I want to see the Hannah version of Batman. I want to see you, like, (laughs) write and direct some It's very short. I can't wait for Robert Pattinson to live in that pit. (laughs) I'm so excited. I think they actually might have Robert Pattinson grow up in a pit in that version. Yeah, this one is so dark. I wouldn't put that past them. They're going to hit the ceiling on how dark they can make it. Like, it's like the last one, the thing. Yeah, the last one was the thing that it was dark. And then now they're like, oh, but this one's dark. And it's like, <laughs> Batman v Superman was darker than The Dark Knight, which was like extremely dark. Next is going to be like so dark. It's just literally going to be like a black screen for like an hour and a half. <laughs> I want to see a Batman adult drama where he's getting a divorce and uh, <laughs> and his, he's filing for bankruptcy because what does Wayne Industries do? I think that's kind of what Joker is. Anyway, should I summarize this uh, movie? Yeah. Yeah, but also that's not what Joker is. Okay, I didn't see it. <laughs> Joker Joker is a bad movie, but that's not what Joker is. <laughs> but isn't the idea like, oh, it's like an adult drama that happens to have the Joker in it? Yeah, but this yeah, is different I, yeah, because this is an adult drama about Batman. Oh, okay. He's a different character. And Batman's cool. <laughs> All right. So we've covered Batman. <laughs> uh, Idiocracy is about a, a slacker guy called Luke Wilson. His character name I don't remember. <laughs> his name's Joe. Joe because he's an average oh, Joe. He's an average Joe, and he's picked by the military. He has a, a, a clerical military job, and he's picked by the military because he's the most average man in existence to do an experimental uh, freezing thing. Uh, kind of like Futurama, where he's frozen and he'll be awoken after a year to test if people can time travel in this way. And he and a sex worker, played by Maya Rudolph. Uh, does anyone remember her name? I'm 
Rita, is it? Rita, yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow, uh, so Joe, Joe and Rita are frozen, uh, but the program is shut down and everyone forgets about them. And instead of being frozen for one year, they're frozen for thousands of years. And during this time, American culture and breeding, <laughs> which we should talk about, has yeah. uh, made everyone uh, dumber. So when they wake up, they are the smartest people in the world, uh, and they have to contend with that. Other things also happen. And they're trying to time travel home, but they have. Then they end up in uh, American politics. Right. Because they're the only ones who can solve. Well, it's mostly Joe. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That is a summary. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, the breeding thing is weird. It's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. very. <laughs> and also, I was trying to think about, like, I know this movie is, like, supposed to be a satire or, like, a criticism of, like, culture, but really the only solution that it provides as an alternative is read more. <laughs> That's literally the message of the movie is like, oh man, we should all re should have read more. And obviously the idea that like, there's also a eugenics weird yes. thing, yeah. but I just mean that the movie is literally like our way to counteract this is to go back in time and tell people to read. That's just, yeah, anyways. But yeah. Yeah, it, I think... In maybe the mildest defense I could offer, it's like, you know, in, in the Bush era culture was kind of seemed like it was heading towards dumber things. So I guess the idea is to try and push back. And he, he keeps going, I should have tried harder. Like, I should have tried to, like, learn things. Or, like, tried to stop it. Like, but, like, it doesn't I mean, even... <laughs> from, but from the very beginning, like, the, I guess, anti-intellectualism shit or whatever is like just framed as this totally like classist yeah. thing yeah. where it's like look uh poor people are so stupid and they keep having babies because they're stupid and yep. thus and those babies are stupid and are born stupid and uh you know smart people know not to have babies <laughs> uh, rich people know not to have babies and then uh we're going to be overpopulated with these uh poor babies that are idiots like that's how the whole thing is framed yeah i think like you could read it as like if the two examples were given at the beginning is like you have these like over intellectual like upper middle class people and then you have like these poor like quote unquote like dumb people and then i suppose like luke wilson's character the average guy is supposed to be in the middle you could read it if you're making a reach is that the, those are like, you know, the, the world depends on the average, the middle of the road, but it's still a weird message. Like, well, I just mean like, they're like, Oh, cause yeah, I don't know. It's just that like the average man can do more or something. I don't know. Right. Or, okay, another read that maybe this is a route that I would have liked them to take in the film more is, like, looking... This is, like, 
just a different film. It's not this film, but like looking at the idea where it's like this like very like academic, like intellectually like superior couple ends up not doing anything because they never take action and they're overthinking everything. And like going more mm-hmm. down that route, being like, why isn't the world changing in a positive way? And it's like, oh, because everybody's too busy overthinking their decisions and not actually doing anything. So mm-hmm. the world's just like falling prey to these corporations um, or these people who don't care about the consequences of their action and like trying to find again that like average between the two like between like being mindful of the consequences of your actions but also not overthinking it to the point where you're like in a debilitating anxiety over the outcome yeah but and but I do see how like like I agree with you with that rating but it's like I can see how it gets like lost and like also I had a problem with like when they get to the future, and the narrator sets it up that, like, you know, like, language has, like, quote-unquote, like, deteriorated, and because of inner-city slang and yeah. Yeah, valley no, girl-isms, so and yeah. you can even, like, there is, like, yeah, there's, a like, a racial element to that, too, oh, that, like, when definitely. you're going through the city... Like, it's mostly black and brown people in this, like, quote-unquote, like, dystopia. Um, And then, of course, the, like, save... Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, again, it's it's racist and it's classist. And I just feel like that's how, like, this movie's attitude is towards everything. Like, the movie feels like it's, like, a rich, elite white guy snobbing his nose at everything that he thinks is beneath him. And, like, I, I have no fun watching this movie at all. I absolutely hate it, (laughs) to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fair. That's how the entire movie feels to me. Can I say one element of the commentary I think that's aged pretty well? Yeah. Or at least is interesting, is the way that uh, corporations have seeped into every element of public life, and uh, people are kind of allegiant to Carl's Jr. and things like that, and even that... uh, those machines where it's like you try and get food and if you don't have money you get arrested like i i think those things are all interesting and like the you know crops are are watered by uh energy drinks and there's energy drinks in the (laughs) fountains Mm -hmm. um yeah that's pretty funny that was interesting i i agree like that's the thing is i i picked this movie also because i watched a craft video a few years ago where they said that this was actually probably the most accurate dystopian prediction because it was around, I think, probably the time of, like, the election of Donald Trump. And, like, I think that there are interesting elements in it with the political stuff um, and, like, the government and, like, yeah, the place of corporations. It's hard because it is clearly still coming from this, like, elitist standpoint. So it's, like... There are like actually interesting elements to dissect, but it gets distracting when 10 minutes into the movie, you have like a white guy saying the N word and then you hear gay slurs and like the R word like throughout the entire movie. And it's also like weird and offensive and is like almost just like for shock value where you're like, there's interesting stuff to work on, but I think you're like also caught up in making jokes that haven't aged well at all. Yeah. And it's the double 
thing of like it's also smugly going like in the future everyone's going to be homophobic and dumb but it's also completely using that word to land jokes or like well, exactly. yeah. yeah it's yeah. like like yeah it seems like it's doing this like smarter than us criticism like oh look how dumb you guys are for talking that way while i actively use that word over and over and over again and it's mm-hmm. like I kind of get it, like, I get it, especially as, like, a Bush-era criticism of American culture, and I think it's, like, there are things that I can recognize about this time in elements of it, but it's distracting when there's all this other shit going on. Um, yeah. Who, M- Mike Judge made it. What else did he do? King of the Hill. Beavis King and Butthead. Okay, that's what I thought. Which is a good show. Didn't he and also office do Office Space? Yeah, Office Space. Which a movie I like a lot. Yeah, Office Space is good. Uh, also think, I think I like the movie the most out of anyone. I saw I, your letterboxed score. Yeah, yes. I was like, whoa. Which <laughs> I, I think a lot of the things they're talking about, I didn't. Well, I did think about them, but like eugenics specifically, I didn't really think about until. I read some of the reviews and I was like, oh, yeah, that's entirely what's happening, Um, which makes it harder to defend. Um, But I do think there are some interesting things like uh, I think, you know, we all like low culture stuff and like analyzing that stuff. But I do think there is something, especially at that time, in the idea of like uh, only feeding people those things, like the lowest common denominator things and how that could actually affect the culture, like the Al My Balls show. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest part, was just the yeah. of that show. Like, Sorry. I think there's something there if that's the only option for people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Part- Sorry, no, hang on, go on. No, 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 you go. Yeah, I see that. I don't know. Like, I wasn't actually that interested in this vision of the future at all because it just felt so, like, cynical and felt so much like, okay, here are, like, some very base-level critiques that we've identified in, like, the the present day that, like, people are interested in shows where... Shows like Jackass, I guess, where people are just hurt. Mm-hmm. Or, like, people are really interested in, like... Where people are too interested in sex and sex how that sells i don't know whatever and it just felt like these very like base level identifications and then like okay let's blow that up to a like very broad joke that's like i I don't know it doesn't feel like biting it doesn't feel like an interesting critique it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. like an interesting world it just feels like totally cynical and just more of like what i'm saying that i hate about the attitude of the entire film which is snobbing its nose at anything that isn't like elite and highbrow and whatever it really seems like to me it was like a film where it's like a little like 13 year old kid from like a very like i don't know like protected like family or like neighborhood like very like something like that and they think they're being like edgy and like subversive by thinking that everybody (laughs) sucks and that they're the smartest which like i understand when you are like 13 and you're like a teenager and have very extreme like reactions to things and are still learning 
but then to like be a grown like then putting the story on like a full adult and writing it as a full adult <laughs> and you still have that mindset where you're just like everybody sucks except for me like i hate all like this just seems like a film that was made by somebody who hates people like just well, has like hates all people i do think it is like i think like we're talking about it from the perspective of 15 years later um mm-hmm. wh- where like we become a lot more skeptical of the kind of like like i feel like the res- like during like bush era politics kind of like the response was like Bush is an idiot and all of his followers are idiots. So all these poor Americans and like these parts of the country are are idiots. Um, and like that the quote unquote like liberal elitism that like people criticize now wasn't necessarily criticized as widely. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. actually was kind of like the take like that. It feels into the exact idea of America that I was fed by my uh, liberal elite parents growing up, which was that like we were watching like Bush do all this shit. I didn't know actually what he was doing and what it was wrong. I just knew that we thought he was an idiot and that Americans eat too much fast food and that Walmart is too powerful. Yeah. Very, but those were like the main <laughs> criticisms. So I think here it feels really empty and it like doesn't. It doesn't feel sharp. It I don't know how it was um like how it was greeted in two thousand and five. Is that when it came out? Yeah, something like that. Five or six. But I can imagine it making more sense. And especially now it's like we're living in this time when like this kind of feels like a very grim, uh, magnified version of some of the shit that's going on, like Donald mm-hmm. Trump being president and like all this shit and we are thinking about the really grim consequences of it so it's hard for us to laugh and just be like ha 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 idiots ha 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 look at their culture it's a wasteland but then it I think was like is like I don't know I feel like it probably made more sense I'm not defending the movie mm-hmm. um but I'm just saying like in, in, in the context I think it was different yeah. when it came out. Yeah. I well, think it's... I think you're 100% right. Oh, sorry. Nara. No, I was just going to say it's also like I don't know. I think maybe I'm just like missing part of the like like I just I'm like missing sort of I think the part that's missing for me about it like actually making a point without seeming just like rushed like edgy like material is like that there's no like sort of like counter like besides like joe and rita there's no like counter movement against the monolithic like thought of the state like i don't know well i actually think think that's one of the strengths of the movie for me is that there's no character who's like reading books and is like i'm so much smarter like joe and rita if the way the movie seems more tolerable to me and how it felt more as it went on i found like the first half like almost like unwatchable but as it went on, I felt it was more like a fear of this happening rather than like uh, like thinking that Mike Judge, thinking that he's above it or whatever. Like he mm-hmm. made Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill. Yeah. Like I thought it was like, this could happen to me. This could happen to anyone. And of course, there's all the fucked up things that it's mostly happening to 
uh, people of color, most of whom are fat for some reason. Um, but it's like, I kind of, yeah, I thought it was more of a fear of what could happen to culture and could happen to anyone if we kind of embrace these like things. Yeah. And I feel like it's a fear. It's obviously, it's coming from like a very elite perspective that of like a rich white man, but so it's like, there are definitely flaws, but I do think the, like, I agree with your take, Sebastian. Um, sorry, I know I cut you off, but also Adam has his hand up. I'm oh, not Nara, the teacher. You can go first. Oh, I was just going to say, it's like, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I get the point about there being like a fear. And I like, I don't think I necessarily want like, like an, like a, like sort of like a group of like anti-government, like movement in this that was like from an intellectual standpoint but it just doesn't like i just wanted to see like differing like opinions like Mm -hmm. on it where it was like like even when he goes into the government or he just meets a random person on the street even at the end that was really briefly like oh yeah like i was thinking that too like just somebody that like had like a thought in some way that was like um a little bit contrarian to everything like it doesn't even have to be like they don't even have to be aware that they're like thinking in a contrarian way or like thinking in a way that like opposes like the monolithic thought just like somebody that exhibits like that behavior but i think that that's what the dystopia is that he's establishing like a world where Mm -hmm. no one is critical of it and like even if his criticisms are shallow and they're not actually like that hot of takes like the idea like that eventually the people that would criticize that would die out again with this weird eugenics shit but like that's i think the idea is that like Mm -hmm. there's nobody around to question it and that's what's so scary um uh yeah sorry adam oh well this is just going back a little bit but i think like the trouble i have in situating it specifically like 15 years ago is that like people do still and this isn't like necessarily the fault of the text I guess but people do still like point to this film as being very prescient and being like a a accurate like critique about the way that American culture is going or whatever and I think that people do still like create this harmful duality between like uh, us like the smart people and them like the stupid people, even if we point to like, you know, Trump supporters, whatever. Uh, for example, it's like we create this duality that like, oh, that's the worst of American culture. We identify like, or we embody the best of American culture. And if that side continues to like get their way, then this is how the world is going to go. And I think that that's like a dangerous duality to create in the world. And it's not identifying any, like, I don't know, larger, like, environmental factors. I don't feel like this movie ever is. I feel like it's just saying that, like, there's a lot of people that are born stupid and that will continue to be that forever. Yeah. And that's the way that the world is going to go. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't... Yeah. I think, like, well, going back to my point, maybe that's my issue where it's, like, the my issue with the monolithic thought is that it doesn't bring in any opinions of, like, that we don't live in like a homogenous society um, and that everybody like given their surroundings is going to have a slightly different perspective, even if the monolithic thought is still like if everybody still buys into this like capitalist idea and this like um, 
yeah, just like a very like capitalistic like um one stream of entertainment, like one stream of like uh product that you can buy in all these corporations if they still buy into that, but they're gonna like react to that differently based on their setting. But we yeah. don't see that. We mm-hmm. never see like like I imagine also in the society there would be some class factors because like obviously people have jobs and then there's like that woman that doesn't have money. So it's like there's not even like any like differences yeah. pointed out that way. I but don't know. It just I, like seems like everything is just so the same. I do think. Sorry, Seth. I, well, I, I just like off Adam, what Adam was saying. I think like what and Hannah, what you were saying about uh, liberals' reactions to Bush. I think they made the same mistake with Trump, and I've definitely yeah. like, had that mentality in the past, where it's like, oh, all the supporters are just stupid, and there's like no yeah. other complicating factor like class and 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 all those things but i think what interests me about the movie and the movie doesn't go far enough in this way is that those people aren't controlling the culture right like the image of the giant costco and that frito got his law degree from costco and like uh the the shows and the food that everyone's being fed like those are controlled by corporations Mm -hmm. and if that's like if they're feeding everyone that stuff then I think we will collectively get dumber. I don't think that's the fault of poor people or whatever, or the people who have to consume those things. But I think if we're being force-fed uh, culture in this way by corporations, it's in their interest to make us dumber. And uh, these things, I think, will collectively. Um, and also, like, I think a way that this point could have been enhanced, and like, I think what the movie's trying to do, a way they could have done it stronger was like, if at the beginning when they're establishing this kind of like, this is how we got here, whatever thing with the two different couples, I think they should have put in also the idea that like, it's, it's not problem. Isn't that poor people with less access to education keep reproducing. It's that there isn't enough resources being given to poor people and poor families so that they have access to generation and that their kids will, or sorry, that they have access to education and that their kids will, and that like people can actually like continue. Like, I think it would have been more interesting, especially if we're talking about like people who vote for politicians who we as like these, the quote liberal elites are frustrated with because we keep seeing people vote against their own best interests. I think it, when you go into kind of uh, the whole idea with like the energy drinks with the, the, the plants, everybody gets so mad at him because it's like they're reacting against their own best interests because what we're being told, the idea of like jobs and the idea of like the promises that are given by like these right wing politicians, um, people, I feel like I'm, this is a word salad, but just, I'm just, I'm trying to say is like, I think that, in a world where there aren't like certain social institutions um, providing like education and resources to the kinds of families that are depicted at the beginning of the film, that like, I understand how this would be an exaggerated version of the future we would end up in. And that would have been more interesting if they talked about that and they talked about like a world where people aren't being provided with the kinds of like education that might give them the critical thinking skills to like assess politicians like Trump or Bush and go, oh, wait a second, 
this person's promising me this, but actually I'm voting against what is in my best self interest. Um, I feel like I just repeated a bunch of points. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I think that's maybe what the movie's trying to, but then instead of like, no, it's not really. I think it would have been stronger if the movie was criticizing the systems that bring us here instead yeah. of the people and blaming yeah. the yeah. people for getting us mm-hmm. to that point. So the idea yes. of just read more books being the solution, it's like, <laughs> actually, how about you give more books and you teach more people how to read them instead of, yeah. hey, you, well, the pick pe- up a book. Well, because the people are a victim of inaccessible government or uh, a victim of like all kinds of things that like this this movie is victim blaming in like the mm-hmm. strongest sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's and blaming I... the people who are the victim of these corporations of a neglect of government and saying like, no, you guys are at fault and you guys aren't doing anything when it's like they're not the problem like they're not the problem at all and like luke wilson's solution is that he has to he can't hide he has to fight and so it's basically saying hey you average joe you gotta do something which i understand the sentiment but it's more like hey you average joe you gotta do something but more importantly your government's gotta not do things that actively harm you does that make sense yeah yeah well it could also an easy way to like make the film better like it wouldn't have fixed all the flaws of the film, but would have made it at least more interesting is like when the government is revealed, instead of it still being this like, like, I guess like faux democratic or like whatever, like presidency, just have it be one of the corporations as the president. Like it's not even like a singular mm. person. It's just like the corporation is the government now. And then yeah. have people fighting that. Like that would have been more interesting. Yeah, I think that's a direct yeah, criticism of, like, Bush. The, like, just saying, look how dumb this guy is. Just wait until right. how dumb the next guy's get. Like, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, which I think, again, that's probably the thing that we see the most of these times in, is that, yeah, fucking... If you had told them, like, Donald Trump was going to be the president in 10 years, they would have been like, oh, my, like that's a good idea for the president in our movie. Like, you know what I mean? But I think also at this point, we're all over the idea of like, oh my God, isn't it so ridiculous that Donald Trump is the president and we're now in the like, holy, like this is just so fucking depressing that Donald Trump is the president. Like there's no novelty. It's not funny. We're not laughing like kafefe ha 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 anymore. Like, we're, like, uh, everything sucks. <laughs> okay, but I just mean we as a culture, like, we yeah, underestimated yeah. it. Yeah. Like, this is so weird and funny. And now we're, like, yeah. And its placement in this movie is supposed to be, like, wouldn't that be funny? But yeah. I don't. I didn't think it was funny five years ago when I first saw it. Like, it's it's not a <laughs> good know. comment just to say, like... Well, it's a weak no, comment. I'm already going in circle. I've said all of it. <laughs> no, no, but you're, like, you're right. It's, like... I think it's a very weak comment and it's a weak comment coming from a person fr- like even if they're trying to criticize it they're still coming from a place of privilege that like doesn't really yeah. like it I think it limits him from being able to actually make a, not it limits him he could have still made it but I just feel like his worldview is still too limited well it's also just like a weird thing like thinking about this versus like the like even just king of the hill 
like the like two perspectives because it's like king of the hill is there are like some issues with it but it does look at like these like average like dudes in texas who you'd like think are very like conservative or not super like liberally minded or smart and or like intellectual in that way but it shows the value that they have as people and how they still are like intelligent in their own ways but then like this just seems like the complete opposite like it does not seem like it'd be like created by the same person well, like King of the Hill pokes fun at King of the Hill pokes fun at the character's conservatism, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're still totally humanized, and like you understand them as human beings beyond just like, ah, isn't aren't these aren't these guys in Texas stupid? Yeah, like, well, it, it King of the like, Hill is King of the Hill is a good show. Yeah, I'll put it, on the record. It also kind First of like, one to say it. <laughs> good show. <laughs> Nobody else has said that before, <laughs> but it also is like one of those things where it's like. Yeah, like like you said, it like humanizes them and it like explain like all the issues that we have with this. Like it delves deeper into them, where it, like it it has obviously it's a TV show, so it has more room to explore everything. But it like does explore like the conservative conservatism of like where they are living, or like not deeply. Like mostly it pokes fun at it, but it does show like a more human element to it, where it shows like oh they were brought up that way, so that's what they believe, kind of thing. Yeah, like it is still like a shallow exploration, but it is more than this film is doing. But I do think, like, the way you're brought up has a big role in what you mm-hmm. believe. Obviously, there are people that are... But I think part of being able to kind of step aside from the belief system you were raised in is access to other points of views and access to education. And, like, if you're not getting that, then it does make sense that it is... It does make sense that it would be a rare thing for someone to, like, uh, nav- or to move away from the point of view they were raised into like also i feel like the movie is trying to do the humanizing thing maybe with like their decision to stay and help the people and like maybe with the character of rita a bit but it's like kind of well the thing is at the end it's like it doesn't show like i don't know it's like at the end, I still think it is kind of this thing where it's, like, maybe they're, like, changing because they made Joe the next president, but it doesn't seem like any of the characters are progressing. It doesn't seem like yeah. Joe is trying to teach these people. He's just like, I know what to do from past experience, so I'm just going to do that, but I'm going to let these people be. There's That's... a really frustrating... Sorry, Nara, were you done? Oh, I was just going to say, especially with, like, the lines at the end about their families and how it's, like, Rita and Joe have, like, the smartest kids ever and then Frito has like (laughs) the like dumbest kids ever and I'm like that's not like you are just saying that people can't change and like that teaching people isn't worthwhile yeah Yeah, it's still condescending it's still condescending as shit because it's also like well we know what's best for the world so we're gonna we're gonna change it yeah Frito is a huge missed opportunity I think because there's an easy slam dunk in the last moment where he's sent to film the plants Mm -hmm. to show everyone that the thing is working and instead of like what seems like this thing where he's going to transcend his base impulses and ignore the sex starbucks and go film the plants he does it by accident so it's like oh this guy's just dumb forever like who cares and then his kids are going to be dumb and it's like so that yeah it's it's genetic what motivated this guy to go to law school then like there's some like yeah there's just no character there it's just look how dumb this guy is yeah 
and he has a Mexican name, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah, that's, yeah. Dex Shepard sucks in this also. Bad. Yeah. The is that worst. the actor? Yeah. Can I say shout out to Justin Long? I thought he had a pretty good performance. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> well, why don't, Should we... why don't we take a walk? Yeah, let's, let's just take a walk down Whack Actor Avenue. Whack Actor Avenue? Can, can I defend Luke Wilson? <laughs> I think Luke I like Luke Wilson in this. I, he's my favorite part of the movie. To he's be the honest, best part I also of the film. I have a soft spot for him because he is Emmett in uh, Legally Blonde, and I love that movie. So yeah, I like that movie a lot too. I, I just think like you know the movie's really smug as it is. It would be so much worse if it wasn't him. He just has this yeah. quality of like, oh shucks, I guess I'm doing this. Yeah. And yeah. he just <laughs> and uh he really sells that Joe cares about Rita, which is one of the elements that I like, is that he's I... always trying to find Rita. Yeah. Which I, I think thought was kinda nice. They have cute chemistry. Mm-hmm. I like the two of them. I don't know. Yeah. And no. I also say like I I said this already that I feel like the movie is very condescending and is looking down on everyone. But I think that Luke Wilson doesn't feel that way. Like, it doesn't feel like he, at least until, yeah, no, I don't really feel like he ever, like, is especially condescending or looking down on the people around him. Like, I don't know. I, get, I think he's he got a pretty fr- good energy. Yeah, yeah he, he gets, gets frustrated. frustrated yeah, but for it's sure, like, for sure. it's not this thing of, like. I don't think, yeah, he's not being like, oh, look at all these stupid people. They're so stupid. Like, he's I just kind of like, come on, why, why, why aren't you understanding what I'm trying to tell you? He kind of represents the kind of, like, average, like, liberal-leaning guy who's just like, guys, like, come on. But he doesn't ever do anything himself, and then he has to do something. Which is, you know, I feel like we're giving the movie all these, like, points that it could have made that would have been, like, interesting takes that it just didn't do. I'm like, if you'd explored that. Yeah. Um, I do think, like, we are doing it from a perspective of many years later. And that doesn't excuse the movie for being bigoted or or so shallow. But I do think, like, it's easy now to go, like, oh, this is what the problems are. Yeah, but I think, like, it's... I'm sorry, I started scratching my back. But I I also, like, I think this is, like, an (laughs) issue that... Like, that idea that it's, like, culture's guests getting dumber or whatever is, like, something that people have been dealing with for such a long time. Because, like, that's what, like, the Dead Kennedys wrote music about. And, like, now people mm. look back on that music sort of in the way that we're... Or at least Jello... Like, they talk about Jello Biafra in that way that we're talking about this movie. Where it's, like, maybe too edgy for its own good. So it's, like, kind of hard to get lost. But then it's, like... Yeah, but the Dead Kennedys aren't even that bad. They no, maybe I don't just... Think this- Sorry. Like, I think this, yeah, it's like that idea of like satire, but not really saying anything. I'm like, okay, at least the dead Kennedys like are kind of like they're saying things. They just maybe take it a little too far sometimes. Whereas this movie is like not saying much. I don't think that this movie is too edgy. I don't think this movie is edgy enough. And I'm not talking about the humor, the quote unquote edgy humor by using slurs. I mean, like, edgy no, but with that's its actual like... points of views. I think it could yeah. be a lot less kind of like, again, like centrist, like liberalism kind of sh- Like if it was leftist, if, if if he, you know, threw some like, uh, like Marxism in there, it'd, it'd be interesting. <laughs> 
But it's not because he's writing it from a rich white oh, dude's Marxist perspective in two thousand and five. Just make it a little more revolutionary. No, but, but that's not. what I—that's what I meant about the dead Kennys. Like I meant edgy in the sense where it's like they're oh. using slurs that aren't necessary just to like make you pay attention, even though it's like their music's already like they have like good points, but it's being covered up by like the extra like step that they're taking that's oh. not necessary. I don't know a single song by the Dead Kennedys. I'm sorry. I listen to Taylor Swift. That's all right. <laughs> Nara, the you holding those scissors in your hand is making me so nervous. Okay, <laughs> why are you doing it? I mean, Have like, you, you can keep doing it if you want, but, like, it's. I just want you to know it's making me so nervous. I just am fiddling with things. Have you been I, holding scissors this entire podcast? I was holding sewing needles for a bit, and I've been playing with tape. And, like, I was holding my, like, folding knife for a bit. Okay. I gotta tell you all, I recently got a fidget spinner, and it's awesome. They're great. <laughs> I love I, them. I have a fidget On top cue. of the trends. <laughs> the first one on it. <laughs> <laughs> did, um, did Dead Kennedys I, do Nazi Punks Fuck Off? They did Nazi Punks Fuck Off, but their first album, Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables, is very good. But they do have a song called Holiday in Cambodia, which is very holiday extreme. Holiday. I know that song. Yeah. Holiday. There's a holiday in Cambodia. Um, and then the also they did, but like, they were, they were reacting to Nixon. So, like, that's what their stuff was about. Um, right. Which is also, like... I, I only know that song because it's on Guitar Hero 3. Sorry. Yeah. I know Nazi punks fuck off from the movie Green Room. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen Sorry, it Nara, what were you going to say? No, but I was just going to say it's, like there's sort of like it's like the same yeah the same thing happened with nixon like people were reacting in this way i don't know like obviously like there's probably like content that i've seen or like consumed that i like is like a reaction to that that i'm just not aware of because i haven't researched that history super intensely but then it's like the same thing with with people like yeah it's like yeah i'd don't know because like that's like jello biafra's whole thing was him reacting to like conservative voters and how they're like not thinking about like humanitarian goods but he was also like f- from like um san francisco and like working and like um sort of like coming of age there at the time when like harvey milk was like um running for mayor and stuff like that so it was like obviously a very like revolutionary time also san francisco was like yeah, yeah that was like a san- yeah city ahead of its can I, can I, can I say something? Yeah. Where? <laughs> I think I just often react poorly to works where it's like, I, it's like identifying what they perceive as like a problem. And it's fine. Like, you know, it's cool to identify and to blow up <laughs> the bad, the negative. It's cool to identify problems. Yeah, but I think that it's a lot harder to, like, offer um, avenues for change and to offer solutions and to offer, like, options for a different world. Um, And I'm not saying that every work needs to do that, but I definitely think that I react, like, uh, negatively often when it's, like, a very cynical, like elitist identification of like what they perceive as problems in the world without any kind of like um offering for change Mm -hmm. yeah 
I think that's super valid. I think also, obviously not every movie has to do that, but when your movie's specific objective is to identify those problems and like really like exaggerate them, then yeah, I would kind of expect some kind of sentiment about how we can do better moving forward beyond like read more. Also, it's like, (laughs) I get what you're saying. Like it's identifying problems, but it's actually just identifying like symptoms of greater problems yeah where it's like the you're you're not going deep enough you're identifying the problems what you say are the problems but actually are just the consequences that people have to live through of those problems so dig a bit deeper can i say something I guess. Of course. (laughs) I think uh, for me, things like The Daily Show and Weekend Update and all these kind of slightly smug liberal comedy shows were the first introduction to me, for me, like to politics. So it's hard for me to kind of step back and uh, reevaluate those things as my perspective has changed uh, and go like, hey, you know, there's some merits to this, but there's it's also the attitude it has is pretty shitty. And it's been hard to evaluate those things. But I'm trying to, and I think idiocracy is a very extreme version of that. It is. Uh, I think, though, like... Yeah, sorry, I cut you off. No, that's okay. I'm well... Aw, oh, you say it like you're not done. No, I was done. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I think that's fine. Like, I don't really watch those shows, but, like, I, I also think there's a difference in, like, it's a daily show that, like, literally. is... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, literally in the in for the daily show. But, you know, like, those kind of daily comedy shows, like, the joke is, like, identify something and then make a punchline off of it. Um, I know not always. Like, they also do interviews and shit and have these longer monologues and whatever. Like I said, I don't really watch them. But, like, if that's people's introduction into, like, critique and into politics, then, yeah, that's fine. Like, I think it's it's limited and that shouldn't be, like, your only uh, way of, like, critiquing the world. But if that's your introduction, then that's fine. And I also think, like, that's the place of those kind of shows. Like, they don't need to always be offering, like, solutions. That's not really what I come to a show like that for. Um, and I don't know why, but I guess I feel like when I approach a a movie or a book or a comic or like any kind of uh, larger text, I suppose, not placing it on a higher pedestal, but just feeling like this is like, you're making a statement with this. And if your statement is nothing but identification, then I have a tougher tolerance for that than I do for like a daily show where it's like, that's the point. Like we're going to react to the news and we're going to make a joke out of it. I think all these things are just liberal circle jerks. Yeah. But also, yeah, Sorry. I agree. But I was also going to say, like, on <laughs> on the topic of, like, daily, like, comedy news shows or, like, weekly things like that, it's, like, it's also more acceptable that they're not necessarily offering solutions because they're able to give you, like, they're just talking about smaller things. Like, they're talking about smaller things within the greater context whereas this is literally just like the greater context but isn't exploring any of the smaller things that build it up um and it's like Mm -hmm. these shows don't always i'm not that familiar with them either but these shows don't always do a great 
job at like having like a well-rounded perspective on the smaller things but at least it's giving people like the background knowledge where it's like oh these are the issues that are being identified let me find out more about that so i can do something whereas this is like not identifying any of the root causes it's just being like this is the big issue and then not presenting any solutions either so it's sort of just like yeah yeah but i i do think a lot of those shows like not all of them i think some of them actually work to try and like inform you further about issues but i think some of them the whole point is to literally just like laugh from like a place of like i know better like a higher kind of like oh my god can you believe like these ridiculous people and that's kind of what this movie is too it's just a movie that where people who like think they know better than like all these silly poor dumb republican people blah 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 can just laugh and go oh my god can you imagine like let me go drink some kombucha and eat gluten-free toast with my son aspen we should remake this film but make it where it's like all the like poor um people die out and so it's just like these really rich affluent liberal folks who end up making a really gross world because they don't know that's, how to like solve any problems i think that's the future we're going towards with uh our billionaires <laughs> yes um <laughs> yeah i just wanted to say one more thing on the comedy shows this might be like you know rose-colored glasses and whatever but when i was a kid at least what i thought was happening in like the bush era was i was watching this show and john stewart or whoever was like kind of cutting through what the politicians were saying so that anyone could understand them and mm-hmm. going like oh what bush says when he says enhanced interrogation is torture and like kind of yeah. like helping you understand those things mm-hmm. and then now maybe it's different people or maybe it's just the nature of trump but it does feel like look at this weird guy look at this dumb thing he said today and it's like who is mm-hmm. this helping this is like for yeah. liberals to laugh at this guy. Like the, no one's once, yeah. Yeah, and I know that's kind of already been said, but I did feel like in the earlier era I felt like someone could be convinced by this. Someone yeah. could see this and be won over because the show is accessible and is showing you the way the thing things work. But yeah, I don't but feel that way anymore. Those shows and this movie don't go far enough le- like they're just going to like a nice central central centrist uh leftish kind of place where it's like if you're gonna okay i can hear myself again on someone's okay never mind but it's like if you're gonna do it <laughs> like like do it like like be like yeah also burn down capitalism and hannah wants people to go big or go home <laughs> go well it's like go left or go like go further dude I, and I think that's just the culture of like also that time it was like all the people that we thought were like these like really progressive like figures and like thinkers are actually quite centrist I think about Tina Fey and I was like in her feminism and it was always like oh my god yes feminist queen and now I'm like eh, it's it only goes a little it should you know it's really limited well, it's really white and it's really wealthy and you know it's yeah. a problem yeah. Can I praise my okay. Rudolph? Because oh, we're yes. technically still in Black Actor Avenue. Yeah. I, th- I think she's great. <laughs> I think she's really good in this and she's playing an actual character. I'm not saying the character is well written, but I mean, she's making choices that 
give her characterization. Sometimes I see a lot of SNL people or comedians and it's just them and they're I being silly. Her. But she's actually trying to play a different character who is not her. Yeah. 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 She's and I good. think she has a really nice screen presence. Mm-hmm. She should yeah. be more stuff. I think Maya Little's yeah. actually just a good actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In general. <laughs> Did you know she's married to Paul Thomas Anderson? Yes. Yeah. Why doesn't yeah. he make a movie starring her? Yeah, she's only in one. She's an inherent vice for like one scene. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I also w- my, oh sorry. Yeah. What were we? Oh, I just wanted to circle back real quick. That I, I just wanted to say on the thing that you're saying, Hannah. Like, I, I don't expect like every single text that I interact with or comedian that I interact with to be like super radical. Um, even though that would be awesome. But I do think that like when I approach a movie like this, which is framing itself as like critical and very political and making some big statement, uh, then I guess I end up having different expectations. But like, I don't even think I would necessarily be mad if it wasn't that radical, if it just wasn't so like smug and thought that it was so smart and thought that it was really making a statement. Yeah. Like if it ended up just like being centrist, but it was like funny and good hearted and well-intentioned, then I'd be like, all right, that's a fine movie. A long shot. But, sure. Yeah. Like a long shot. Like, but instead it's not that, not well, that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying everyone has to be do, like giving me like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just mean when you are positioning yourself in opposition and we're, I I think it's just a problem you see with a lot of like, uh, kind of like political or like left wing like media from like when we were growing up where it's like at the time it felt like it was saying something and now you can see the limits of it. That's all. Can can I, can I say a take that might not make sense to a lot of people um, and might (laughs) be a far reach? But I think this yeah. is like the 2005 or six um, more narrative version of Head by the Monkeys. <laughs> Makes sense to me. No need to elaborate. Perfect. <laughs> okay. I like Head. I like Head more than this, though. No, please elaborate. Me? Oh, I was just yeah. gonna. I was just gonna say because like the things that like Adam, you're saying you have a problem with, and I think a lot of us are having a problem with, is like. The tone that is just like really smug, like liberal being like, oh, we're so much better than you and we have like our opinions are just better or like our political takes are like better and more radical and artistic. I guess with the monkeys, it's more like their artistic voice is more radical, but it's like in the monkeys movie, it is still that like that's an issue um, that Seb, Adam and I, we kind of had a problem with or like our main criticism of it was that it's like it's just these like four white dudes like being so like like acting like they're above their audience or above like um like above the like people who support them where it's like just like a really negative take on something that could be a lot more like i don't know just like nicer to its audience and nicer to like the general public or it'd be nice if there's like some like community aspect to this film at the end where it's like people come together to try and change the world instead of just being like i'll do it i'm smart i was just mad they were cooler than me (laughs) i mean you must be mad at everyone then eh? 
Yeah. Wow. Except I think you're really cool. Um, also, no, he's hot because I just burned him. Oh, yeah. Also, the I governor called and you're hot. <laughs> Sorry, um, Adam. Seb, the governor called. You're very hot uh, and cool. Uh, Thanks, and also, Gov. everyone should listen to our head episode because it, it was a great one. Um, but I would say that like the difference between those two is actually what I was saying before that I don't think head necessarily has like the energy of uh this movie has the a very biting critique and we are so much smarter than everyone like I think head has like a welcoming personality where I'm like yeah it's it it's not like it's making any kind of radical statement despite like some of the images that it uses uh very uh cavalierly but uh I still can enjoy watching that movie because it doesn't feel like mean-spirited that's yeah yeah yeah, maybe like head is like less mean spirited and more just like unhappy. Like the the people in it seem mean spirited instead of the movie seem <laughs> mean spirited. Yeah, this movie is very mean spirited. It would be like if Mean Girls was just like, yeah, all of you are bitches, which like it sort of is, but it's also <laughs> kind of like is. <laughs> no, but Mean Girls is also like, but we all have, and it's also I don't know. I'm not gonna get into a whole reading of Mean Girls, but it just feels like Mean Girls is, it doesn't feel better than Thou. Like it doesn't feel like they're separating, like no. creator from the people they're critiquing. Mean Girls is like we're all bitches. Yeah, this that, movie's like yeah, you guys are exactly. idiots. It should have been yes. like we're all idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, My- yeah. My guy, Steven Root, played the judge. He's one of my favorite actors. He didn't get to do much, but uh, there's a part where someone makes a dumb joke and he, like, really laughs at it that he sells. Oh, yeah. So much. <laughs> yeah, he had a good energy. What else is he in? Because I recognized him. He's the guy in Office Space with the big glasses. Oh, shit. True, true. Yeah. And, and, he's, and he's, ba- yeah. Uh, yeah, Sorry. I love him so much. In Ballad of Buster Scruggs, he's the guy with the pans on his head who goes oh, pan shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's like amazing in that movie. He's in the movie for like one scene. Yeah. He's really good in He's Hello, my name is Doris. Yeah, I love him. I haven't seen that. Yeah, Nara? Would we be able to wrap up soon? Because I have to be somewhere in 20 minutes. Yeah. But it's fine. It takes me 10 minutes to get there. So. Yeah, let's, why don't we all give our ratings? Scores, 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 scores. <laughs> scores score bar three three are you gonna explain or just do that no okay. Seb never explains that's Seb, like his whole thing now Seb's just wiggling his eyebrows the audience can interpret that however they want whatever that just <laughs> yeah they look like little caterpillars dancing morse code Seb um, likes this movie despite saying nothing positive about it. <laughs> what do you? Why can you just? Why do you? Why do you like it? It's fine I'm to like it. It's good. I just kind of enough. enjoying it. I think as a smug liberal fantasy of being able to run everything and not having to know much, and which is gross. <laughs> but I, I just by the end I was enjoying it and I was trying to figure out why. And I honestly think that was part of it. I also think there's some decent adventure stuff. I like how he has to kind of outsmart them by doing simple wordplay and stuff. And I like how he's always trying to find Rita. I like the romance. Uh, I like the. Ca- I, I think the main characters are likable people. 
Yeah. There's p- parts of it that I kind of like how it looks. Like, it looks so disgusting. Like, it makes me want to throw up yeah. looking at it. Yeah, I don't uh, mind the aesthetic. I think it actually looks pretty well accomplished. I love the big Costco. Like, oh, the big Costco is great. I love the bad, cool. like, matte or green screen or whatever it is. That is very obviously a matte. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think the the one, uh, you know, bigotry point it scores, and this is just my perspective, is that the misogyny is not really played for laughs. It is played as kind of scary, mm-hmm. which I thought uh, mm-hmm. worked. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. I like Terry Crews. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of problems with this movie, but like, yeah, there's some world building stuff as much as I hate the world that they built. That is, like, well accomplished. Uh, I do think the visuals are cool. And like Hannah said, like, both the main characters are likable and they're uh, fine to be around. And I think that Luke Wilson especially, like, does actually save the movie from being a very Mm -hmm. bad experience. Like, I at least, you know, it's an 80-minute film and it goes by in a flash. And I'm like, I don't like it, but I, I could watch it. Like... If someone turned it on again, I wouldn't be like, I have mm-hmm. to leave. <laughs> I and, might and be some, like, some... I have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to say that a lot of things actually do make me laugh. Like, there's a lot of things that are really gross and stupid, but a lot of things actually did make me laugh. I the think na- now, I talking through it, I can see that the movie is rotten to the core. <laughs> <laughs> but I did enjoy watching it's morally it. corrupt there are, there are movies the, that are rotten to the core that I actually that are, enjoy are viewing like that's the problem I have with sausage I don't think sausage party is rotten to the core but there's so many problems well, with it that you guys brought up but I was like I completely agree but it is a movie I'd watch again <laughs> yeah me too um, that's fine I mean you can like any like you can like anything you want I hope anyone listening to this podcast takes comfort in knowing that um, you can like anything you want. I do I, think I, the, I didn't really... Oh, sorry. sorry. I've been talking. Oh, no. I want to hear what you said. This is really quick and no one has to respond to it. I thought that it uh, the his name being... Uh, yeah, not sure. Not sure that's is pretty funny. funny. And, yeah. and that, that whole TV scene show made funny. me laugh really hard. I don't know why. On my balls. Out my balls, I just think it's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, I love the whole scene where he's at the machine. I just like wordplay a lot, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, he's like, oh, what's your name?" He's like, "I'm not sure," and and they're like, "Oh, confirm that it's not." He goes, "No, my name is not sure," and they're like, "Oh, so your last name is sure?" Like, I thought it was it was fun. Yeah, that's like a who's on first thing. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, my, Mike Judge is he's good at writing comedy. Like I I can't deny there's funny jokes. He's a funny guy. I don't Oh, what I was going to say is I don't think I fully grasped the eugenics thing the first time. I was just like this is ri- uh based in race and class in a gross way, but I didn't grasp that like oh, they're arguing intelligence is genetic kind of until the very end when yeah. They're like, yeah. They have the smartest kids in the world. And I think now that would make it harder to watch. And they're basically saying, like, dumb people shouldn't procreate, which is fucked yeah. up. Mm-hmm. That they should die off. Yeah. And there's no redemption for any of, like, the dumb characters at all. Like, or, yeah. like, any, like, sort of growth. No. Bad. Yeah. So um... all that said, 2.5 from me. 2.5? That's what I was trying to, trying to get at. I think it's... Su- <laughs> yeah. 
Can well, I, I just it? don't like I've said it before that like I reserve my high scores for stuff that I like. I'm like I don't want to give it the credit of getting yeah, a but high. Okay, whack. but those are not the rules. It's like is it whack? It's not. You're right. It, There's no rule. You You're like right. It, we all have our own interpretation. That's what I said off the top. Of the, that's what I said off the top of the episode. We all have our own interpretation of whack. So mine's two point five. Southland Tales five out of five. Southland Tales five out of five. Okay, I'm going to give this movie a four. I think it's pretty fucking whack. And I don't need to explain it. I feel like we've established why it's whack in the episode. Um, I'm going to be... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... I don't know. It's I can't give it a high whack score because I'm kind of like... If somebody like outlined it to me and they're like... Yeah, it's a movie about the dystopian future where everybody is like dumb and all, there's no smart people left and this regular guy has to save the world <laughs> this is kind of what i'd expect from it yeah but it's still whack and con like i don't understand guys it's a, <laughs> yeah. an objectively yeah, a concept whack can still movie. be whack <laughs> it's still executed whackly like it's so fucking whack. I, I like can't like i have like i agree with adam on a 2.5 where i'm like yeah i guess it's kind of whack but it's like not that hannah is offended <laughs> no it's just that like this is legitimately rock film and also you guys that's not the rules of the show it's not do you like this movie and is it whack you it's just if it's but whack I just, or not i just said why i don't think it's that whack because if you pitch okay. me no, that i don't movie, think whack is, a, is a what but if it's not Nara, about- someone pitched it to you as this movie is about the most average guy of all time what do you do? <laughs> yeah, that is really whack. If I was, I would think, no, I think if, this, if somebody pitched me, this is the most average movie of all time, and I saw that, I'd be like, I want a whacker movie about the most average dude of all time. Like, I feel like that'd be a whacker movie than what I just oh my, saw. Okay, well, you're whack. Jesus. Like, I just think the most average dude of all time, it'd be so, like, like, that is what the emoji movie is. Yeah, that's like every oh, Noah yeah. Baumbach movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> Woo! Got him. Can Except we run Francis the whack Hall. numbers on Nara? <laughs> How whack is Nara? Ten thousand. Yeah. Okay. Well, about about idiocracy, it's a three on the the whack 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 meter. That's a good number. No, that's a pretty good number. All right, let's calculate it. <laughs> oh, that was it. That it's was the calculation. Three. Oh, that's the overall. That's yeah. bullshit. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I say something before we wrap up? Maybe. Okay, uh, I muted my mic, but mom came in looking for her iPad, and I literally went, "Mom, get out! I'm doing a podcast." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's gonna be on the recording. So that's on the recording. Woo! All right, sweet. <laughs> I don't even live with my parents. I'm just visiting. Can that be the sign-off of every episode now? When we host a buy afterwards, you just use that clip? I wasn't even joking, too. That's my answer. That's going to be the start and end of every episode now. I wish we had enough listeners that we could make merch, because then we would make merch that said, Mom, get out when I'm recording. (laughs) One day. Uh, I want if you want, if you want a custom mom get out and recording a podcast shirt, just like <laughs> let us know and we'll make you one. Yeah, Luca. but yeah. it costs a hundred dollars. Hey, Luca, you want one? <laughs> sure, <laughs> that was Luca. Okay, thanks, Luca. Are okay. we done? Is that it? You gonna end the yeah. recording?
Um, thank you to our listeners. Oh, uh, thank, thank you. Wait, this happens every time. Let me say the things. <laughs> thank you to Ian Mills for the music. Emma Kudlak for the art. Go to at Insomniac Fest on Instagram. Insomniac underscore fest on Twitter. Insomniacfestival.com to learn more about Insomniac Film Festival. Next week we're doing we're having special guest Fergus, right? Yes, Fergus uh, wants to do Dune, which I think is a good idea. Oh my God, no! Like the like the winch do. No. <laughs> Never seen it. Was it. that or Gattaca? Both of which I think would be interesting. I thought, yeah, I thought he wanted to do Gattaca. But then he saw that we did another Andrew Nichol, and he was like, "Let's do Dune," and the new one's coming out. I think Dune's gonna be pretty weird. Okay, we can do Dune. Hey, like... Are we gonna do the new Bill and Ted? Yeah. Guys, Nora has to go. It's fine. I okay, can, I can just like text my friend being like, I'm going to be five minutes late. Because it's not. I'm I've, just walking to Riverdale no, Park from my house. No, we're sorry. We're I done. don't remember we're how done. this movie ends. And they then just, Hannah had a baby. Oh, And it was the most average the, baby. <laughs> there's a scene after the credits where it turns out Upgrade was also sent to the future. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. I watched that. I didn't. It, I, did, I, it did kind of make me laugh. I didn't mean to watch that far, but I did just like not turn off the movie and let it play on my computer. That's the Fair second enough. movie in a row that there was an after credit scene that I didn't realize there was. <laughs> I always watch the credits now, but I didn't watch it for some time. Okay, uh, can we do that. one, two, three, mom, get out. And out recording of recording a podcast. A podcast. Mom, Great. get out. Mom, get out. I'm doing a podcast.